Joe Ingles and now David Locke, they come to us on the Zone phone. The guest line is the Sprint Special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. David Locke joining us. Good morning, Mr. Locke. How was Joe Ingles? I didn't get to hear it. I uh, missed Joe Ingles. Yeah, Joe was outstanding. Uh, a wide range. It was one of the longer ones that we have done. You know, normally he's on a way to practice or doing something. Uh, obviously, during the season, extremely busy. But we have this little sabbatical of the season, so we kept him for about 25 minutes. And on a wide range of topics of uh, just stuff that he's going through in his life now with his family and what's it like to be in season, but at the same time be out of season. What was it? I'm sure, you know, you went through this being back there in Oklahoma city, uh, your immediate thoughts when you find out it's an unusual situation turned to family. Well, he has family here. Plus he has family thousands of miles away. And he was talking about how people from all over the world were trying to get in touch with him as for make sure everything's okay and I'm sure you went through that yourself as far as uh, whether it's your parents or your, your, your immediate family, that they, they want to know how you were doing. I'm sure that that's something you experienced also. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be curious what Joe's um, – I'll have to go back and listen at 1280thezone.com and listen to Joe's perspective because um, I'd be interested to hear. You know what I'd really be interested to know from Joe? Go. Uh, you see the video? He really demonstratively – I mean, because he's Joe – um, waves goodbye to the fans and waves goodbye to everyone on the way out. Like, did he have any idea when he was waving at that moment? Like, it really might have been, like, the end of this, like, he might have been waving goodbye to the season? I don't know. Well, you have another interview with him next week, so you can ask him. <laughs> um, it's funny, I was, um, I was talking the other day, I don't want to, like, sound too melancholy, but, like, you miss stuff, right? Like, you, the season ends, and the, you kind of know when the se- you know, you go into the playoffs, and you're in this, like, sprint, and, you you it's the intensity is amazing, and 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 then it, it does abruptly end, and you kind of know, and you go have locker clear out, and you stop by and say goodbye to everyone, and there's at least, like, a tiny bit of closure of, like, and it's interesting, like, and I, you know, I, generally just kind of go into like I sleep for 24 hours, which is probably somewhat of an adrenaline rush to wear out and, you know, probably depression. And you just kind of, you know, move through it. This is so strange because like, you don't know if it's starting again. You don't know if it's over. You didn't get closure. Um, you're not used to being around. I mean, I, I guess it'd be, if the ski resorts were open, maybe I'd be okay since it's dumping snow at my house every single day right now. Um, it's like torture. Um, and it's funny cause I found myself yesterday, like I missed Joe. Like I don't usually, like I, I don't usually miss our players like, because you just kind of know it came to an end and that's your time with them. And you're not, you know, you're not that important to them. And, but you spend time with them. It was funny. I actually like kind of missed Joe and I missed George Niang. Like every time I walk in the practice facility, George Niang is shooting on the hoop that I walk into to go to shoot around. He's always like, David Locke, when are you going to be on your podcast? <laughs> like every morning he says the same thing. And I was like, the other morning I was like, I really like, I miss George. And then like Joe and I often just, as you have learned, he's, you know, he's pretty mature and interesting and he's got an interesting life with the kids and everything right now. And so there's obviously time, you know, sometimes you talk with him and sometimes he just picks on you and you just kind of whatever that social interplay is for the day. And I, you know, I found myself really actually yesterday kind of yearning for all those things. So, you know, a week is all it's been, but, um, you know, and miss just seeing the coaches and all that kind of stuff. So it's, 
there's a there's an emptiness right now. Yeah, I think the bigger issue, and that's your particular situation, but I think the issue to all of us is whatever your particular routine is that we do day to day has been interrupted, and we don't know when it's going to come back. Your particular routine, you just described what you do. Everybody else, no matter what type of job, whether you're a teacher, a banker, it doesn't matter, healthcare worker, it's it's all interrupted now. You know, my big thing: come here, do the show. Uh, set up what we're going to do for the next day, blah, 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 get home 11, 11.30, uh, take a nap, go to the gym, and this time of year, either go north or south for spring ball. And I don't have that, and it's bothering me. I mean, I, it's our routines, and it's what we want to do. It's what we're comfortable doing, and I'm extremely comfortable. I mean, I love this job, as I'm sure you love yours. And to have that taken away from us, I think that's the problem. That's the issue here is that our day-to-day lives – I can't say destroyed, that's too radical, but it's certainly been interrupted. Yeah, and then I think the interesting one, I don't know if you talked to Joe about this, is like how these guys are staying in shape. Yes, um, I did. And no matter what happens here, I guess, and I just don't see the, the scenario, I guess there's I guess there's one scenario, um, well, well, no matter what happens, next year will be different. Like next season, either because we just start in... October and these guys had a six month off season, which is different. And they had a six month off season, which for some of it, they weren't able to do their usual workouts. So, you know, that's different. Um, I, I guess that would be the most similar. The other chances are that we're, you know, picking back up and playing, whether it's in front of fans or not in front of fans in sometime in June. And then who knows when we're starting again. And I remember the year recently when we pushed the, we pushed the season forward and shorted training camp, just and it was really a subtle change, right? It was like a two-week difference, not much, just to be able to get rid of four games and five nights. And all the veterans struggled early, like Joe Johnson's of the world, who had like played 13 years in the league and done it the same way every year. Started really Mike Conley, I remember in Memphis, started really badly to open their, that year. They had gotten used to a certain way to get ready for seasons. Um, these guys' routine is going to be outbroken for as many as 18 months and maybe forever. Like I doesn't. I'm kind of would be really surprised at this point if we came back with the exact same schedule. I I think there's this is um, both an opportunity and a necessity to change the way the NBA runs, and I think we'll do that. And so um, whether we come back and play in June and then whatever we do to get through the season, then I would suspect we probably start sometime in the Decemberish area the next year after that. And then is that where we just start forever? Or do we start backing it up a little bit each year? I, I think there's the routine is not only broken right now, but will be broken for, for quite some time for these guys. The familiar voice of David Locke joining us. You speak about the uh, possibly for long-term forever or whatever. I, I personally, it makes no difference to me when the season is being played. I'm going to be into it for work purposes and just for fan interest. I've always been. So I, at least right now, since there hasn't been any change, maybe I would go through it and think differently. But as far as now, whenever they want to start and whatever they want to end, it really doesn't matter to me. Do you see this as the right way to go? Is it more advantageous or, or are you neutral on as far as when to start the season? So, I was actually talking to Ben Golliver of the Washington Post about this um, yesterday. Um, all right, so we have a circumstance here, and as with most circumstances, if you can, you try to find a positive out of it, okay? 
So there aren't a lot of positives here, right? We're going to have a pretty close an economic collapse out of it. We've got people that are sick. Like, there's not a lot of positives. But if you're the NBA, you've been sitting here for the last few years knowing that every fall you're getting throttled by the NFL. And the reason you haven't done anything is that there is a belief out there that if you play playoff games in July and August, there is no TV audience. That's been the decade-long belief. It's why, you know, it's why Cheers and um, The Good Place and Parks and Rec and whatever generation show we want to talk about don't air during the summer, right? They don't have new episodes in the summer because there's not the TV audience. Well, with the way viewership has changed and the way we're digesting uh, videos so differently now, is that still true? And I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's a legitimate question. And it's a legitimate question that the NBA really could never answer. And now if they take this as an opportunity, they actually have a chance to do something that could give them relative real data. Now, it'll obviously have a lot of noise in it because it's a unique season and there's this going on and there's these other things, but they could run a playoff from mid-June into August, and if their TV ratings are close or their streaming numbers are better, they learn something important, and that is that the primary premise of why they've kept their season where it is might no longer be true. And if you can kind of gain that data and that information, then that, I think, is worthwhile. And, that's, that's, and I would assume if the league can, they will do that. Um, and then I think they can, they can adjust that. The other one I would say, just kind of sorry to be so long-winded on this, um, but the start date of whatever we had this year, um, October 23rd, makes no sense. Like, that really doesn't make sense. So let's say we start December 15th next year because we finished late. Uh-huh. And we do it, and it doesn't feel quite right. You know what we can do the next year? Back it up to December 1st. Yeah, you know what? That's still we're a little too late in August. Okay, let's back it up the next year to November fifteenth and find where the the window is. Maybe we find out that it's November fifteenth, but we ought to end in August, and we've actually gotten rid of all back to back. You know, I don't know the answer to that. Um, there's some impact on on the players as well. If they have kids, they've got to move to their. They may have to move to their town in September, and then they don't play till December. Um, you know, they all play pickup games with college kids until late August into September, and then after Labor Day, they come to their gyms. Well, what are they going to do for from September, October, November, if we're not starting till December? So there's some impacts to it, but I think it's a worthwhile thing to try to find out that data. Well, when you when you're looking for that data, what what's the criteria? That's going to help you decide because I say, as I say, for me, I don't care when I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm in either way, so it really doesn't matter. So, for what is that thing that they would be looking for when you say it makes sense to start it, fill in the date? So, I think you know, actually talking to Ben Golliver, the Washington Post national NBA writer, he said the same thing. Like, well, I'd just be in. Like you just said, it, I'd be in. Well, maybe, maybe then that's the answer is that basketball fans would just be in, and it doesn't matter when you do it. So then you're better. Then you are better off doing it when you're not competing with the NFL for the opening three months. I mean, you know, you, you are very loyal to me, but there's other shows in town that during the fall don't have me on as religiously as you do. I mean, I admire you and respect you for this. But because to them, co- college and pro football is more important than talking about the jazz. And so I just pick up when that season ends. Like, that's a pretty clear indicator 
that the NBA is is second fiddle to the NFL and college football in the fall. And if the NBA moves their schedule forward, is there a are you you know top? And I think NBA would surpass baseball. I think baseball's got you know you and I have talked about this a lot as really significant problems. We might like the game still, but it's got major significant problems moving forward as as a game and and its pacing and fan you you know demographics so i think you might decide if i'm gonna spend three months competing with someone i'd rather do it in the summer with baseball during our playoff run when we're most interesting and they're most boring and then having it be against the nfl okay i can see the playoff stuff but to me the start of the regular season because there's so many games it it's as it is in baseball and even to an extent in football in September because we've seen another a number of teams get hot in late October, November and go on to not only get into the postseason but literally win the Super Bowl. So I don't necessarily put a lot of stock in what's happening in the regular season early. So I'm wondering, would it be somewhat slow no matter what time you started the regular season, because they're playing so many games and it's going to be another six months before the postseason anyway. You see the point? Yeah, and I think there's actually even a chance it might be more than six months. I mean, here's the other angle on this. If I understand this correctly, I think I'm right in this. This is years old information from a lockout. But um, let me throw. Let me just throw this kind of twist into our conversation, and that is the way the TV contracts work. The NBA does not actually have to pay back money to their. Um, if, if we don't if we don't get all the games in this year, we don't actually have to pay back money. The NBA doesn't have to pay to Turner and ESPN, Time Warner and ESPN back. They, um, I guess, to be consistent, Time Warner and Disney. What the way it works is that they have to make good before the end of their contract. This was their way of dealing with the lockout if they ever had one. And what that means is that you might decide to push the playoffs back into the summer further so that you can start to, and start the season in the middle. So you actually can elongate the amount of weeks you have national TV games to get you an extra, you know, you owe them. We suddenly owe them, you know, if we don't have a playoffs this year. I don't know how you ever make all that up, but the regular season, you owe them three or four weeks. So over the next few years, if you stretch out the season, you do it in the name of player safety, but it also gives TNT an extra, you know, game or two, and it gives ESPN an extra game or two each of those weeks, then that allows them to make good on their TV contract. So I think there's even more reason there why if we don't play again, you would see the schedule stretched out a little bit. Okay, hey, we got to roll. But before we roll, you know, you're going to have some downtime for who knows how long. So I just want to extend an open invitation. If you hear DJ and or myself discussing something along the lines and you want to call in, basically I'm extending an open invitation from now until whenever you get back into your normal routine to join us. It doesn't have to be Fridays or Mondays or Tuesdays. It could be whatever day you want, whatever segment you want. If you feel like you want to add something to what we're talking about, give us a shout. As long as I'm social distanced, right? Yeah, I mean, I obviously would be on the phone. Yeah, well, yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's an open invitation because your takes are always so well thought out. And, you know, I probably have learned more sports radio from you than just about anybody. So uh, whatever you got, if there's something moves you and you want to be involved in the show, f- please feel free. Well, it's nice. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we all can move forward and get through this thing. I think it's going to be a while. So hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll hold it together. All right. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. All right, that's David Locke.